It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Hey, how are you? Good. Happy day after the Super Bowl, everybody. Welcome to After 9. At the end of this podcast will be a replay of missed connections from our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat. We have two jobs, broadcasters and podcasters. This is the podcast, though. Uh, did you, you watch Super Bowl, obviously. Uh, n- no, I watched the halftime show, though. Really? You were, yes. were you I do that in, the, every year. in the room when the game was yes, on? Yes, I was, yeah. And you didn't retain any of it? You didn't like think, oh shit, the commentators are going crazy, I should watch this? No, because I don't even think they did go crazy. I was doing work on my laptop, my husband was watching it, I was in the room, but no, I didn't, I don't care, I didn't care, I still don't care. Really? Yeah. Do you understand football, do you think if somebody explained no. the rules to you, you would like no, it more? No, people have, and no. Huh. There's too much stopping down, I don't like that. You want the, the fast pace of hockey. Yes. Right. Now, if hockey was played with a football, there, there's a combo sport to get the ladies interested. Hmm. <laughs> You'd never lose track of the puck. Um, they say the day after Super Bowl, we'll talk about the Super Bowl in a few minutes, by the way. Uh, 44% think the day after Super Bowl should be a holiday, like a paid day off. What's weird is I don't think many people disagree with that. The problem is, how do you seriously propose that? You don't. You can't. It's not a thing. Could the government seriously have a debate in the House of Commons and say, yeah, we're going to make the Monday after Super Bowl a stat holiday. Uh, everybody gets the day off. Businesses will be closed. Everyone can can just stay home. And the majority of people agree with it. Well, close to a majority of people agree with it. But that would never happen. No. It's the four-day work week. We can talk it up all we want, but it will never happen. They say there are too many people driving to work drunk the day after Super Bowl. Still drunk from the night before. Mm. You can take the day off. We have sick days. We have vacation days. You can take a day off if you're hammered still when you wake up. Some people did. Some people did around here. Some people aren't here today because they knew that they were going to be at a Super Bowl party and they didn't want to get up early. And that's fine. Some people are just playing full. Remember what I suggested? You should be able to call in full. Yeah. Call in bloated is another one. Mm. Ah, shit. I'm sorry. I had a lot of nachos yesterday and there was cheese on everything and I'm just too fat to come into work today. We just don't want to lie, right? Like we just hate having to lie to our our superiors. Thank you. Is that why? Like we just don't want to have to say we're sick if really the truth is, oh yeah, I'm sick, but I did it to myself. It's called I'm hungover. I don't want to lie to you. I watched the Super Bowl yesterday I ate like a maniac, mm-hmm. and I'm too full. Mm-hmm. Turns out there is a maximum number of mozzarella sticks you should eat in one sitting. Mm-hmm. And until something comes out, I can't come in. <laughs> I'm waiting on a giant poop, and then I'll be fine. But until that happens, I'm far too bloated to be sitting at a desk today. Right. Until that happens, I'm in far too <laughs> shitty a mood to deal with other people's shit, let alone on a Monday. Uh, don't go into any bathrooms today. That should be a rule. I was just in the men's room. How is it? Fine? No. Okay. It smells awful. It smells awful. Okay. Like yesterday's beer and oh, a little bit of the no. weekend chili. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. Um, 40% of people, though, feel they'll be more productive today because of the people who are not productive, not coming in, and not distracting them. Okay. Okay. I mean, hey, that's a very slacker way to look at things. But yeah, we all have somebody who comes in and distracts us from getting our work done. Sure. We could have started this podcast 20 minutes ago. Had I not been distracted by some of the people who wandered in here today who wanted to tell me about the Super Bowl. In any case, uh, 
Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are taking some heat for their performance. And I don't understand why. Because we talk about a show. It's not a singing thing. It's a show. The overall package. And even though they were lip syncing, which they absolutely were. I mean, there's just no they way to hide. They always do, though. Everybody does. I thought it was fine. Uh, they recorded the vocal at some point. That was Jennifer Lopez's voice. And that was Shakira's voice. They performed, they danced. I don't even think that Shakira's hips are attached to the rest of her body because she moves them in a way Uh that doesn't even seem human. I mean, regular people can't do that. But they put on a good show. There was lights and sound and pyro and dancing and dancers and special guests. Jay Balvin and Bad Bunny were there. J-Lo brought out her daughter, who sounds really good too. Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't understand why people are criticizing this performance. Uh, people are going to criticize no matter what it is or who it is. Yeah, they're always going to be those people. Is it That's just fine. people that were into it for the game and just don't like pop music? Maybe. But as I scan through Twitter, anytime I see anything negative, I just think you're sitting there on like sitting on your ass on your couch criticizing someone who's out there doing something. Like, give me a break. I don't know. I don't take it too seriously, and I'm sure they won't either. I had the Italian Super Bowl party yesterday. Yeah, how'd it go? <laughs> it was nothing like I thought it would be. So I got there, mm-hmm. and I'm fully expecting a spread. Seafood, flatbreads, pizzas, all that sort of thing. Turns out they kind of cakered it up for me because I was coming. Cakered it. They did. <laughs> I don't know how else Why, to put it. What'd you eat? Did they have chips and dip? Maybe they heard you guys you ranting about people who put out chips and dip. Okay, so they had veggies and dip, close, and chicken nuggets. It probably fucking killed them to go out and buy a box of pre-made they chicken nuggets. They put them nuggets. in the oven. They put them in the uh, 20 minutes on 400 and then flip them over halfway through. Did you call them lazy? Because I feel like you <laughs> you were kind of leaning no. towards people who did stuff like that were lazy. And now here we are. Your girlfriend's family is, are, is doing all the things that you hated. They did it for me. Like when, when they said there would be pizza, I thought, okay, they're probably going to march down to some bakery that I've never heard of and pull out some pizza with like everything from artichokes to sun-dried tomatoes on it. No, it was like pepperoni and cheese from Domino's. It must've killed them. It probably fucking killed them because they're used to putting on a spread. That's just the way Europeans do it. And I thought I'm going to get to see the spread. No, they totally changed it around and Canadianized it for me. They probably just did too much work over Christmas for you that they were like, eh, Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> order Domino's and throw some nuggets in the oven. Do you know how many calamari we deep fried for him at Christmas? No. Now he just gets Domino's. <laughs> so for those who were asking, slid into the DMs wondering, how was the Italian Super Bowl party? That was it. It was the same Super Bowl party I have every other year. It's pizza, veggies. That's what dip. should be, though. You don't need to go all out. It's the Super Bowl, no? Did you see how much they were charging for food, by the way, at the Hard Rock Stadium? It's- Stupid. I mean, I'm not shocked by it, but... $18 for a hamburger? I know. Like, you paid $5,000 for the ticket, and then they want 18 bucks for yeah. a burger? Yeah. I get that they got to make money, but holy shit. And how much was a hot dog, though, too? Like a wiener on a bun. Like $15. 15, give me a break. 15 for a hot dog. Give me a break. I could serve 24 people with hot dogs for that price. Yeah. You get a whole package of them for $3. Go to fucking Ikea. You get a hot dog for like 59 cents. <laughs> Costco. Hot dog and a drink for a buck fifty. <laughs> right? And it's not even the little one. It's a big dog. 
It's just robbery. And you go to those events, and obviously you're going to go early, right? You got a ticket to the Super Bowl. You're going early. Make it a whole day. Making it a day. So obviously at certain points you're going to be hungry and then thirsty, and you have no choice. Not like you can pack a picnic. They won't let you bring any food in or any drinks in, so you have no choice but to spend an atrocious amount of money on food. It's crazy. But it's part of the deal, right? You, that's, that's the price of going. To those events. Same with here, like locally here. If you go to Scotiabank Arena, you're going to spend a lot too. Okay, but at the Not Super Bowl? Not at the same. Not the same. But still, you know if you're going to see a game at Scotiabank Arena, for example, if you want a beer, you know it's going to be expensive. Kind of got to make it part of the deal. It was $19 for a tall boy yesterday. Oh, yeah, it's stupid. 19 it's bucks. stupid. That's 125% markup. I want to see how much they make just on concession. Do oh. they ever release that? They they don't have to release it, so they'll never release the info, no. right? They I'm do. sure if somebody really goes and audits the financial statements, they can figure it out, but it had to have been it's millions. Robbery, it's robbery. Was it 60, 70, 80,000 people? Mm-hmm. Most of them had at least one beer. I'd yeah. say on average, probably two beers per person. Yeah, or even a, but even a Pepsi. And like you weren't drinking, let's say, wasn't it like twelve bucks for a stupid fucking small drink? You got a thirty-two ounce pop for I think it was fifteen. It might have been twelve, but you got free refills. Uh, all right. In a commemorative cup. The commemorative cup business is a good business to be yeah. in, by the way, because we all think, oh, well, fuck, it comes with free refills. I might as well do it. <laughs> like, oh, but it's a commemorative cup. And then it's going to sit in your cupboard, just getting in yeah. your way every day for you're, the rest of your you're life. You're going to put it in the dishwasher one time and it's fucked. It's fucked. Exactly. <laughs> oh, now it's all warped it's, and the lid doesn't fit on it, it anymore. anymore. The super, the super L? <laughs> Those from the Super Bowl. Okay. Sure. Are you happy for Kansas City? Are you happy for yeah. Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely. I didn't know who he was until this morning, but I'm super, super happy for the team. Absolutely. Can we talk a little bit about math for a second? Sure. I've read this in two different places now, so it must be legit. It's a simple math trick that was posted on Reddit, and it's blowing people's minds. Percentages... I need somebody, by the way, who's good at math to verify this for me. Because I'm going to put this out there because I read it. But you got to tell me if it's Mm -hmm, legit. mm -hmm. Us, because it's not going to be me. Percentages are reversible. So 16% of 25 is the same answer as 25% of 16. Let me say that again. 16% of 25 is the same as 25% of 16. 25% of 16 is... Four. The answer is always going to be four in that sense. So 16% of 25 would be four. You know what I mean? Are yeah. you following along? Yeah, I'm just wondering when the fuck I'm ever going to use this information. But go ahead. If you ever have to work out a percentage. Yeah, I, threw, I pull out my phone. Okay, it's real easy to come up with 50% of 10. Sure. Sure. But what if it's 10% of 50? You just flip it around. It's so easy. Every, they say, again, it's them, but people are talking about it. Every percentage is reversible. You're going to need that someday. Okay. And you're going to think back to it. February 3rd, 2020, <laughs> day after the Super Bowl podcast. And you're going to think, shit, Scott told me a trick for this. And it really is that easy. Um, the trick isn't great for numbers where you can't do either percentage in your head, though. Like 17% of 39 or 39% of 17. The answer, by the way, because I did look it up, is 6.63. 
But for all of the easy to figure for out the ones, round numbers, essentially, essentially, gotcha. that makes it a lot easier. Try it. You never know. You might end up in a scenario where okay. you need to know that information. Right. You never know. Uh, how do we feel about PETA? The people for the ethical treatment of animals. Sometimes they say things and I'm like, yeah, for sure. And you know what? I'm an animal lover and I get it. So I'm behind the main cause. But they also do and say a lot of ridiculous things. Ingrid Newkirk is the president of PETA and she's pissing everybody off lately. She's got a book out that she's promoting and she's doing the rounds. And it seems like every interview she does, she drops one more thing that just sparks an outrage. So you'll recall last week, she talked about how we've, we've been walking our dogs all wrong. Mm-hmm. We take our dogs to dog school so they learn how to walk properly. She's saying that dogs walk in the day is is like your Super Bowl Sunday. They look forward to it, and you got to let them sniff and explore mm-hmm. and get into things. Whereas most people, they just keep, nope, nope, let's keep going. Tugging at them, tugging keep at them, tugging at them. Come on. Exactly. Come on. Right. So her latest thing is, and tell me if there's anything to this. We have to stop using the term pets for our pets. Mm. They're not pets, and the term pet is derogatory. (laughs) We shouldn't be considering them possessions. We are their, and I quote her here, human carers or guardians. So I wouldn't, for example, introduce my dog Finn as, this is my dog Finn, he's my pet. Or something like that. Right, right, right. I'm really just his human caregiver. Or I'm Finn's guardian. As Finn's like a child. Right. That's how she wants us to do it. Right. I mean, it's a bit far-fetched. I've heard similar before where... um, Actually, it was one time we were talking on the radio. Companion is the other word she wants. Companion. This is my companion Finn. But that's such an odd thing to get used to saying. And I understand like the concept behind it. They're part of the family, right? Anyone who has a dog or has had a dog or a cat mostly dog, will tell you, you think of them as a part of the family. Yep. So I've had people before when I've said, oh, yes, I'm a dog owner. They hate that phrase, too, of owner, ownership. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a thing, it's an object, and I own it and run it. Similarly, right? So I have heard that before. And, I mean, I get it, but... I'm not sure anyone could get used. First of all, I don't think it's derogatory to say pets are pets. They've always been pets. It's not derogatory. So they need to just stop with that. As soon as you said derogatory, I went, okay, come on, calm down. But I understand what they're trying to say. They're part of the family. You, it's Sure, you're their guardian. But it's an odd thing to say, you know, in a day-to-day conversation. Do you own your daughters? That's the thing, right? No. Like, you wouldn't say I own them. In a way, you kind of do. Sure, you're there because you're their legal guardian. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of own those kids. But I don't They're say yours. that. That's not what I say. No, but it's kind of true. Like, I'm if a we're child owner. Possessive. Like, if we're just having a conversation, like, I'm a child owner. I know, but you could say I'm a dog owner. And people get it, and it's fine. It's perfectly fine to say, but if I said I'm a child owner, you'd call the fucking cops. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> I think that bitch has got slaves. <laughs> exactly, right? It's weird sounding. <laughs> it's just not terminology we're used to using. So I don't know if it would be anything that we would, cont- like, start using anytime soon. The PC cops are going to be all over this one soon. Other people are going to hear that and think, I'm going to start correcting people. If they say, I'm a dog owner. No, no, no. You have a dog companion. Yeah. You are a dog guardian. You're not a dog owner. Or my fur babies or fur kids. I find that term kind of creepy, to be honest with you. My fur babies. My fur babies. Because, I mean, I have a, a cat and I guess some people would say this is my fur baby, but I didn't give birth to the cat. No. Somebody else did that. And I don't even know if either <laughs> yes. of us knows where she is. I know. 
She bails. And I'm going to say an unpopular opinion thing here because I was a dog owner first before I became a mom. And everyone's like, well, I do have a child, okay? I've got a baby. I've got a dog. It's not the fucking same. I'm here to tell you, you can think all you want to about that being your child. It is not even close to the same thing. Sorry to burst a bubble here. But this is people who are using the dog as like maybe a trial run to see if they could care Which for a kid. Which is ridiculous. Don't do that. That okay. is not even close. The fundamentals are the same though. No. You still have to be home to deal with them and you can't just up and go like, wherever you want. All, for whatever like the you first want. two weeks. Children are 18 fucking years. You know no, what I'm they're saying? more like well, 25, 30 years now. <laughs> depending on what, depending on what generation you're talking about. Yeah, right? I mean, 18 you know I mean? years—that's a that's a unicorn. It's completely different. Nothing, nothing about it is the same. If you have a dog, that is—you don't have a baby. If you, not the same. Not even close. Not even close. What about those people though that just haven't gotten into the relationship that's going to be long term for them? So they now don't have kids. They still have something to care for and, and so on. In sure. that sense, they're, it's their fur baby. No, absolutely. I mean, that's your, that's your whatever, we can't say you're their owner. Whatever PETA will allow us to say. Absolutely. And there's responsibility that goes along with that. And I think that if you have a dog, yeah, you better be caring for that dog properly or cat or whatever, giving it its best life. All those nurturing qualities are there. Don't get me wrong. But it's not the fucking same. While we're talking about the younger generation, it just came up. Some new numbers on adulting. Mm -hmm. It's funny because I feel like the challenges of adulting are very different for this generation than they were for the one that preceded it. Me, for example, when I was 18, I was thinking, do I go right to work or do I go to university? Uh, Should I get a condo or maybe a townhouse? And I was thinking like practical things from 18 years on. Now that seems... If you're 18, you're way too young to be thinking about those things. Kind of seems that way from the vast majority of this generation. So they released some of these new stats. 21% of young people constantly let dirty laundry pile up. And 62% admit they've had to rewash a load of clothes because they just forgot to put it in the dryer. Sound about right? That happens from time to time, sure. It happens to adults too. I mean, that's not just a younger person thing. Sure does. I don't think I've ever forgotten clothes in the washer and then had to rewash it, but there's quite a few times where I thought, fuck it. I've had a long day. I'm not doing laundry. I will deal with this whenever. Later. How long is too long to leave it in in the washer? If it's already been washed, you leave it in the washer... When is it like, okay, it's been two days. I can't, you know <laughs> I was going to say mean? a couple hours. Oh, no. Oh, no. I would say like 12 at least minimum. I've done that before where I put it in the night before. And then when I come back to work, when I come back from work the next day, I put it in the dryer. Oh, see, I've thought a few times, oh, maybe I'll just put it in before I go to bed and try and run it when the hydro is low. And then I'll throw it in the dryer before I go to work. No, I feel like that's been sitting wet for too long, even after that much time. Here's a better fucking question. How come after all these years, we still don't have one contraption that can wash it and dry it? That would make far too much sense. And we shouldn't even need to think about these things. Because right now we're all handing double the money to Maytag and Samsung and all they those other companies. Right, they don't want to come up with some kind of a solution. Where's the incentive for them to develop yeah. that when we have to buy two machines? Well, they could just make it twice as much money, but one machine. It would be a big ass machine maybe though, right? Maybe that's why. What would you do with that extra space in your laundry room? 
if you didn't have to have a washer and a dryer, just one unit that does everything. I mean, every house has been built for both machines. You could find something. Oh, I'm sure you could. It's fine. Get a hobby. Uh, 30% say their finances are out of control. Can I tell you, I am completely shocked that that number is so low. What is, 30, what is percentage is that? 30% of young people 30. say their finances are completely out of control. Huh. Either they're spending too much or they don't make enough money to maintain their lifestyle. They're spending on the wrong things. I get it. Again, that's not unique to young people. A lot of people are like that. Sure. One in five have no idea what they're making for dinner most days. I am the opposite. So I start every day with a clear plan of how this day is going to go. And I map out what I have to do and where I have to be and whether or not I'm even going to be home for dinner. And if I'm going to be home for dinner, yeah, I will absolutely make those plans. The problem is I hit that wall around three in the afternoon where I think, fuck it. I'll just leave it in the fridge and I'm going to order skip the dishes tonight or something like that. I'd say we have in my family a clear cut plan uh, a few times a week where we have things we look forward to making like we know we're going to make it. The problem we run into the most is I have a thought in my head and my husband will have a thought in his head. And then we both go to make it. And I'm like, oh, you're doing the ribs tonight. I was going to do this or whatever the case is. So, that, oh, okay, fine. You do that, and then I'll do this tomorrow. That's when you end up with, like, uh, chicken and meatloaf for yeah. dinner. <laughs> you're like, fuck. I'm doing the, pro- I thought you were doing the protein, or, or neither, right? And you're like, ah, oh, damn it, I have a side salad. He's like, so do I. 32% of us say we're currently juggling too many things at once. Sure. Life is overwhelming. Sure. There's too many things on the go. There are always, there's always something to do, too, right? When you're adulting, there's always something to do. 65% say they'd be embarrassed if someone came to their house right now unannounced because their house is so messy. Could I just show up at your, could I follow you home and walk into your house? Would you be embarrassed? I wouldn't be embarrassed, but can I just say, I think it's rude if someone just shows up at your house. It's not the embarrassment. It's kind of a rude factor though. Cause I would like to be a little more prepared. What if just I called in- and said, Hey, I'm in town. Why don't I just swing by and see your place? That's fine. I mean, I've had that happen before. My friend uh, came down from, uh, she lives in Burlington. She was visiting her parents in Waterloo. Just happened last weekend. And it was about 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm whatever. That doesn't bother me. It's when people just like show up at your door. Like, uh. Hey, like seriously, you couldn't give me a heads up, a quick text. That's what bothers me. It's not the cleanliness factor. We keep it pretty clean. We also have two little kids. So most people who come to see us, they know we've got two little kids. So if there's you know, a random fucking toy in the middle of the floor, which happens, or a piece of Lego. Eh, you come in at your own risk. You've got the perfect excuse, though, to get rid of company. Ah, oh, I just put the kids down for a nap. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. literally, I'm running the tub right now to put the kids in. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. I wish I had that kind of an excuse. Me, I've got nothing. All I've got is, I'm just a little too drunk for company right now. <laughs> I can't drive anywhere. Uh, that's my problem. You should just start to ramble some politically incorrect statements or something and then get people out of there. No kidding. Uh, Oh, the uh, teacher strikes. They're going to start doing two a week per board now. This is phase five. Phase five is the big... Wait, how many phases are... I don't know. I I don't know. We're in phase five? This is phase five, apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. Phase five is happening now. We're in a full-blown phase five. Damn. Two strikes a week. Yeah, I'd love to know how many there are. Like, what should we be looking forward to? Like, when we get to, like, phase 10, do they just, like, burn down all the schools? Or what's going to happen here? I don't know. I don't know either. Um, in any case, it's phase five. Okay. Still no timeline for when Canadians will be allowed to fly home from Wuhan over in China. 
as we talk about the coronavirus for a second. Did you see anyone with masks on this weekend? Because I did. I did. Few people. I didn't go anywhere this weekend. Okay, so I went to, I was at Bulk Barn. <laughs> I'm glad people are wearing masks at Bulk That's Barn. That's the thing is that I don't mind that people are wearing the masks. Does it freak me out a little bit? Sure, because then when I see it with my own eyes, I think, ah, but I'm like, okay, thank God. And I'm careful what I buy, too, because anything in the open air freaks me out. Yep. So it was only things that are closed that I decided I would buy. But the shopping carts and the things you touch every day, just seeing people there with the masks on. And I saw people coming in and out of Walmart at the same plaza, couple with masks on, too. Really? Yeah. It's just starting to freak me out a little bit. It's getting a little too close for me. Some people are freaking out that the government, who has chartered a plane... I don't know what kind of a plane they got, by the way, but there's 325 people over there that need to come home. So I don't know if we're sending two planes or they just found a gigantic plane, but we're sending a plane over. China still hasn't even given us permission to do it. So we're going to land in Hanoi, Vietnam, and wait until the Chinese say, okay, fine, you can come in. Then they're going to open up the airspace. We're going to fly in. People have to get screened before they get on the plane. During the flight, And when they land, and some people are freaking out that they're landing in Ontario, not far from here, CFB Trenton. If you're an American listener, that's about uh, three hours from Toronto. CFB Trenton, it's an Mm -hmm. Air Force base. Mm -hmm. It's probably the biggest Air Force base in the country. But that's probably the best place for them to land, just in terms of general like securing the area and it's fenced off it's not like they can it's very private get off the plane and make a run for it right it's got a hospital landing at pearson no no you know it's got a hospital in the area the only thing is i don't know they've got to stay quarantined there for two weeks by the way two weeks welcome back wow don't think you're going anywhere you're on home soil though that's got to be a nice feeling for them when it does happen canadian healthcare system will take care of you that's great What about those soldiers and troops and Air Force personnel that work at CFB Trenton all the time? They're probably thinking, are you fucking kidding Mm -hmm. me? Really? So now we've got to work in and around this for the next two weeks. Yeah. And the crew who's flying the plane. I don't know how much they're getting for this or how much we're paying for this this charter flight. But whoever the crew is has agreed that they'll go and sit in Vietnam for it could be months. Who knows how long this is going to take? Then they're going to be on the plane with all those sick people. When they land, they too have to be quarantined. Who signed up for that? They're probably getting a lot of money and a lot of vacation time after it or something. They're getting, they must be getting something though. Of course. You're volunteering to go into the fire on this. You have to be getting paid a shit ton of money Absolutely. to do that. Because I can't see why anybody would do that as the course of regular job action. No, and I don't think it's going to be your regular everyday attendance, flight attendance. I think these are going to be specifically uh, picked out and people they've they've figured out to be the best for the job. So it's not like they're going to be serving nuts and there will be an in-flight movie? No, it, no, <laughs> no. It's not going to be like, well, they, they're they really good at telling people about the emergency exits. It's going to be like a lot deeper. There's, there's going to be a big choice. I huh. think so. And a lot of money, though. Absolutely a lot of money. To do all that and get quarantined afterwards, it's a lot to ask. I don't know. See, I'm trying to put myself in the situation of the Canadians who are in Wuhan, and I'm thinking, I might stay. If I'm in Wuhan right now, and I'm in isolation because the whole city is locked down, people can't congregate in groups, so they can't really do anything. If I'm not sick, I might just stay where I am. Not go anywhere, knowing that I'm going to have to go through so many hoops and 
always be under constant scrutiny afterwards. I could get sick just being on the plane with people who are. Sure, that's a risk too. And then I got to stay in quarantine for two weeks in Trenton when I get back. And these people could be from anywhere. They could be from BC. They may be flying five hours past home and have to stay for two weeks at an Air Force base before they have to pay themselves to get back to Vancouver. Right. I might just stay in Wuhan until the it clears up. But this is just breaking in this weekend. Reuters is reporting it. So it's a reputable news service. They're saying there's now been an outbreak of the highly pathogenic strain of H5N1 bird flu. Uh, Something else to get all worried about. The outbreak was initially reported at a farm in Shaoyang City in the southern province of Hunan, which is south of the epicenter of the coronavirus in Wuhan. Is this again people eating like raw poultry or eating bats again? Or what what happened here? How did this outbreak happen? All the vegans in China are like, ha! (laughs) 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 Nudist day would come. I distinctly remember when bird flu was the big thing, and before that yeah. was the pig virus, and and then there was there's been all sorts of stuff that we had to worry about sure. over the years. Whatever happened to Zika? Where did all these uh, Zika, ones go? I think is still a thing. Is it? Yeah, I think so. But pregnant people are going to Florida Depending again, right? Where you travel? Yeah, it depends where you go. I think it's more like uh, tropical destinations to worry about. I don't know. It's kind of scary, the thought of going outside right now, because that's pretty messed up. Well, I wouldn't travel right now, just generally. Wouldn't travel. Don't care where. Not going. In tomorrow's podcast, we're going to talk about something that came up on the weekend, but I want to get the audio for you so that nobody calls bullshit on this. Okay. Did you see the Heritage Minister yesterday on Question Period on CTV? I did not. So Evan Solomon, who's an excellent interviewer, had the Heritage Minister on. And in a nutshell, what happened was there was a report commissioned by the prime minister that asked for reforms into the media. And and one of the goals is to try and get companies like Netflix to have to pay HST and to have to get content creators like Netflix and, and so on and so forth to pay into the Canadian content fund. Fund all these great Canadian projects that you all love to watch. I'm kidding. I I don't even know what the ratings are like on some of these Canadian projects, but some people are getting very, 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 very wealthy off of it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, as part of this, one of the thoughts was, well, we should figure out who the trusted news sources are in this country. And to do that, we should have to license websites and we should have to license anybody who's creating content and make them pay into it. So, for example, podcasts, podcasts, you would actually have to go to Service Canada or wherever and buy a license. No! Or maybe you'd have to apply (laughs) for a license to the CRTC to do it. And most people, when they read these recommendations, thought, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And and if you have a Canadian website, you would have to pay into this. But if you have an American website, there's no way we can force the Americans to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. So does that mean the CRTC would block Canadians from viewing American websites? Let's say CNN, for example. Let's say CNN says, CRTC who? We're not paying the Canadian government because we own an American website. Would the Canadian government then seriously block CNN in Canada? The whole thing is, is ludicrous. It does sound ridiculous. So yesterday, the heritage minister was flat out asked about this by the people on question period, Evan Solomon. And the heritage minister said, yeah, 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 it's not unreasonable to ask you to have a license. And then the government would actually choose who the newsworthy, trustworthy news sources are. So, for example, um, uh, Breitbart, it's a 
fairly right-wing, but well-visited website in the U.S. In theory, if the Canadian government or the panel that they appoint didn't like Breitbart, which doesn't do very many things that are favorable to liberals, Mm -hmm. they could say, no, that's not a trustworthy news site. Not licensed in Canada. Oh, that's messed up, man. Can you imagine that? No, I don't like it at all, and I hope that this doesn't get seen through. Uh, You know, there's going (laughs) to... You want to see an uprising? It'll probably come over this. We have a freedom of the press. We have a free media in this country. And whether you agree with it or not, I still stand by news shouldn't have a slant. News is supposed to be news. And if you're unbiased about it, you let people make up their own mind. Mm -hmm. But we all know there's certain news sources in this country that are conservative and certain news sources that are liberal and so on and so forth. The fact that you could ban the ones that don't necessarily agree with you or don't spin the way you want them to... It's crazy to me. And and I think that this is going to be a either that heritage minister is in a lot of shit in Justin Trudeau's eyes this morning or this is going to get ugly. So we'll we'll talk about it tomorrow because I want to play the clip in uh, the After Nine podcast here. And I guess we better start saving because I think we have to buy a license soon for this. (laughs) Jeez, come on. So on that note, our GoFundMe page link is. Uh, gosh, that's what. Yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. Hey, you guys have been asking for a little bit of a longer podcast. Here you go. Here it is. There's also, of course, because it's Monday, missed connections. Enjoy. We're going to tell you a few stories about people who had an encounter in the past and they can't find the other person. Maybe they want to. Maybe they want to hook up. Maybe they just want to clarify what happened. A lot of reasons they might do it. We bring them to you right here on The Beat. This is called The Girl I Sat Next To On The Plane. Man for woman. Total long shot, but I've been single a little while. And I keep thinking back to the flight we were on together. August 2019. We were both wearing shorts, and I pointed out, we have the exact same birthmark on our thigh. So weird. They're both shaped like a penguin. You thought it looked like a walrus. Yours was slightly darker. We joked about being long-lost twins, but in all reality, we had such a spark going on in there. I'm really regretting not talking to you properly. We could have been something more. Please tell me you're out there. I'm lost. (laughs) Hang on a second here. A walrus, did you say? That's what the birthmark looked like. I don't understand. You might want to get that checked. I mean, I'm not a dermatologist, but you might want to get that checked. That's a strange one. Is it growing? You might want to see one. I might want to see one. That is the that is a strange odd though. You're seated next to someone on the plane, and they have an identical birthmark as you in the same spot. That's odd. Totally strange. What are the odds of that? Absolutely. Do you think that means they're kindred spirits that should belong together forever? No. Oh. I think probably you're reading too much into that. Or you really just want to find a way to make a connection. And isn't that kind of an awkward thing to bring up? Like, who brought it up to who? Like, hey, couldn't notice on your thigh. Couldn't help but notice on your thigh. You got a big birthmark that looks like a penguin. <laughs> Look. <laughs> me too. We could be twins. Like, no, don't talk to me. Especially on a... That sucks. Can I just say on a plane being stuck to somebody next to you? You know, I... I bet you she was dying to get off that plane. Just, like, get me out of here. If I've been on a hundred different flights, I liked two of the people that I sat beside. That's a 98% fail rate. (laughs) (laughs) So could you only imagine 
Oh, you got a freckle there on the... Well, I have a freckle there. <laughs> oh, shut up. Maybe before seat selection, you should be able to, like, Tinder-style view someone's profile before you select your seat so you can see who's around you. That would be so difficult to even find someone who you want to sit next to. You'd be just swiping left. No, 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 no. No. Can I sit next to nobody? <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> Flying costs twice as much because I always buy the seat beside me. <laughs> oh, that's okay, funny. good luck to them. Good luck to them. Uh, this one's called My Neighbor, Man for Woman. You were so hot, but your dog ruined everything all the time. We used to chat outside the apartment. I'd smoke darts and you'd take your dog out to pee. It friggin' hated me, though. Always trying to snap at my ankles. Anyway, the one day we were finally getting close to talking about our love lives. And that damn weasel started having diarrhea everywhere. I grabbed you a few Walmart bags for my apartment, but you were elbow deep in crap and it was awkward. Too awkward to say anything. I quit smoking since then, so I've been trying to find ways to pretend to need to be outside. <laughs> but it's getting cold and it's getting hard to fake. I also haven't seen you out in a while. Is your dog dead? Please tell me you read these and you can help a brother out. Yeah, I mean, there's reasons that quitting smoking is hard and that's the hardest part is all the relationships you lose. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling she, knowing that her dog didn't like you wouldn't have been interested in you mm -hmm. if your dog doesn't like someone that's a good indication that they're not good news major red flag so much so to the point that the dog just shed everywhere <laughs> all over you just to get you out of his face so i would assume this would not have worked out anyway nature always finds a way always finds a way Oh, that's great. <laughs> um, does he, did they want to reconnect? It was a guy looking for a girl, right? Mm -hmm. So is he looking to hook up? Because I don't think it's going to go very well. Like long-term prognosis on this relationship is fail. The only thing you have that you're hoping on, hope, holding on hope for is that that dog is dead. Because I'm <laughs> telling you, that's going to be the only way in. <laughs> the dog's dead, you might have a shot. Maybe, maybe. There's a gatekeeper and the gate is closed and the gate is run by the dog. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's Every great. Every time.